Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Now, after a while, after preaching the religion of Islam for some time, Mus'ab returns to Mecca to inform the Prophet of the results and what you know he's accomplished in Medina. And the Prophet was very happy to hear that. Then in the following year, year 13 of the Ba'tha, this is the last year in which the Prophet stayed in Mecca. This is the last year of his life in Mecca. So in the year 13, a large group of people from Medina, about 500 of them, they come to the Hajj, to the pilgrimage. Those who had become Muslim, they come, and those who were not Muslim, they also came because they would come for the pilgrimage anyway. Now, the Prophet makes a secret meeting with the Muslims. He tells them, come to my house. The Prophet was in a house in Aqaba, in Mina. This house belonged to his grandfather, Abdul Muttalib. He had a house there. The Prophet in that house calls for a secret meeting. He tells them at night when people are sleeping, don't make any noise, don't make any conspicuous movements. Come, I have a meeting with you. 70, about 70 of the Muslims of Medina, they go and they meet the Prophet in that house. 70 men, two women. They come to the Prophet, they pledge allegiance to the Prophet We call this the second allegiance of Aqaba. The first one was those 12 men, the previous year who made the allegiance with the Prophet. This is the second allegiance that they make. Now you have about 72 people who make Bay'at al-Aqaba, the allegiance of Aqaba with the Prophet They give him the following promise. First of all, they said, we'll protect you and your family just like we would protect ourselves, our children and our family. Number two, we'd give you refuge and support if that's needed. Number three, we'll obey you and listen to you. Number three, we'll spend our money and donate that in your cause and the cause of Islam. Number five, we'll enjoin the good, we'll forbid the evil. Number six, we'll uphold the truth, we won't be scared, we won't be concerned with others, what they will say and them attacking us, we'll stay firm. And number seven, and this is a very important one, that the Prophet made sure to make this promise with them, that we will not try to compete with those who are rightful to this affair, meaning the Khilafah and leadership. If there's anyone whom Allah and the Prophet see as being the rightful Caliphs and leaders, we will not compete with them or dispute with them. We'll accept whomever you choose. Once the Prophet saw that they made this commitment, then he pledged the allegiance with them and he accepted their allegiance. Notice that the Prophet would always make this emphasis on who will rule after him. If you remember from previous lessons, some tribes, they told the Prophet, we will support you, but if you appoint us as rulers after you, he would not accept. He would say, this matter belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when did the Prophet really accept the allegiance of the people of Medina? When they told him that whoever you'll choose, we're, we're okay with that. They made that promise, so he accepted their allegiance. Now the Prophet, by the way, he did warn them that look, there's going to be a big fight with the Persian Empire, with the Roman Empire, with the kings of the time. 
are you willing to sacrifice? They said yes. There was a man by the name of Al-Abbas ibn Nadla. He wanted to make sure he was from the Ansar. He wanted to make sure that the Ansar were not fooling around with the Prophet. He told them, look, the Prophet doesn't need you guys. If you really want to support him, then support him. But don't fool him. Don't let him migrate or come or, you know, build anything on your promises and then you betray him. Be very clear with the Prophet. They told him, no, we are firm in our belief and specifically three of them. One of them was Abdullah ibn Hazam or Haram, the father of Jabir. You've heard of Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari? His father was present at the Aqaba incident over here. The second one was As'ad ibn Zurara and the third one was Ibn Tayyihan, this great companion of the Prophet and Imam Ali. These three, they told him, what is this talk that you are saying? Oh Messenger of God, our blood is your blood, our soul is your soul and whatever you do, we accept. So yes, we will stay firm even if we're fought, even if wars are waged against us, we accept that. When the Prophet sees this determination from them, he accepts their allegiance. And the allegiance of Aqaba takes place. Now one final note, the Meccans, the Quraysh, they hear about this. They hear about this allegiance that secretly took place. So they take their swords and they come to the house of the Prophet in Aqaba. The Ansar tell the Prophet, oh, we hear, the, you know, we hear them carrying their swords. Do you want us to fight them now? Let's fight them now. The Prophet says, no, I have not been given that permission. Let's not fight them. They say, okay, come with us to Medina now. He says, no, not yet. I've not been given permission to migrate. So he tells them, just leave. Before they arrive at the house, quickly leave. So they disperse and they arrive at the scene at the house. Hamza, he comes and he meets them. They tell him, oh Hamza, is there a secret meeting here we're not aware of? You're, make, you're making a secret deal with the people of Medina to fight us? Hamza does taqiyya over here to protect the Prophet's life. He says, no, 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 there's nothing here, go leave. And if anyone of you tries to come to the house, I will kill him with my sword. So the two people who were with the Prophet at the allegiance of Aqaba from the Meccans were Hamza and Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib these two were there defending the Prophet Now they go to Abdullah ibn Ubay. Abdullah ibn Ubay, he was a leader from the people of Medina, but he was not a Muslim. He actually turned out to be an enemy of Islam. They told him, what is this? You're making secret deals with Muhammad. He says, no, I'm not aware of this. So they were confused. Did really something happen? Was there a secret meaning? But then later they realized that no, there was a secret meaning. So they try to chase some of the Ansar who were going back to Medina, especially As'ad ibn Zurara, and they torture him because he made that deal with the Prophet In any case, they go back to the city of Medina and now they're anxiously waiting for the Prophet to migrate to the city of Medina. But notice that what Hamza did, by the way, was an act of taqiyya in the presence of the Prophet and the Prophet did not rebuke him. So this is another proof that we can use that when you're in danger, you don't have to tell them exactly what's going on. And he did that in order to defend the life of the Prophet 
وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين